all I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. All I want for Christmas is. You think about this just for a second, and um, if you don't worship with us regularly, the idea behind this series came from texting. And um, how many of you just hate texting? Yeah, say that's my peeps. Now, I, I love texting because that's the way that I communicate with both of my children now because they're grown. But I hate it because one wrong word in a text just goes awry. But what I hate most is, and it's so funny, the last two weeks we've been doing this series, people have texted me dot, 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 <laughs> over. And I love the message today, dot, 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 exclamation point. <laughs> but I, I hate that because it's open-ended, right? It's just totally, it's open-ended. And so you're like, all I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. And so you're texting with somebody, and they're like, you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, I'm just the straightforward, yes. One word, no, no smiley faces, <laughs> no wink winks, no thumbs up. Like, no, no, we're not doing that. We are not doing that. I'm, I mean, I don't even know how to do that. I don't but, but, I don't. I, uh, okay. So, so the idea is, but, you know, and, and you text somebody, yes, I'd like to go to lunch, or yes, I'll do this, and they'll text back, well, where do you want to go, dot, dot, dot. You ask me, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so that's, that's where the idea, and, and the idea behind this is, is the world, you know, Christmas is such a beautiful story. God sending his only son to this earth, and, and believe me, I, I believe in giving gifts. Matter of fact, we shopped, we shopped too much, because my wife likes to shop. I believe in all of that, but at the end of the day, I really believe that I enjoy that because I enjoy blessing people that I love with something that I think they would like. And God, that's the spirit of Christmas. God gave his only son, gave his only son to us, born in a manger. So we're going to look at that story today, and we're going to look at a few things. To leave a legacy, we talked about trust, God's favor, courage, humility. And then we looked at all I want for Christmas, dot, 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 is a perfect father which God is the only perfect father, faith, direction, childlike faith. And then today we're going to look at joy, hope, and peace. Joy, hope, and peace. And so we're going to get somebody to read the scripture for us that you're all very familiar with. Are you ready? Charlie Brown. Oh. Hey, before we start this, let me tell you this. I, what I find so amazing about Charlie Brown is they still show this every year on network TV, and with all the other crap that's shown on TV, the Word of God is still going forward out into, every, like, the homes. Like, it's amazing. So can we show that right now? Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. <laughs> and there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I would submit to you today, that's what Christmas is all about, right? And you know what? Life may find you in a place today that's a little confusing or a little not like you really think it should be. And so we're going to look at just a few things today very quickly, and, um, and then we'll, we'll go have some fun. Number one, joy. Everybody say that word with me. Joy. joy. It's obvious that as some of you I see every week don't have joy because you can't smile. Now, not to belittle that, but the, the idea behind joy is life circumstances sometimes try to steal our joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And um, it's a sad life to live without joy. So let me define joy for you, and then we'll read the scripture. Joy is sometimes an overwhelming experience emotionally. Other times... The other word that is used in the Bible for joy is a sustaining spirit. So in, in times that are really good, soak them in. Love it up. Awesome. In times that are really bad, don't lose your joy. So here's what, here's what the angels are saying here, Luke 2, 8 through 11. Luke 2, 8 through 11. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Oh, what a great story, and oh, what a story, I guess, that some of us would glaze through and, and not really pay attention to it. But you have to get the context here. You have a, a group of people who have been waiting on the Messiah forever. And then you, you have the angels showing up saying, hey, look, check this out. Joy to the world. Why, why did they say that? They said that because Jesus was going to fix the sin problem. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and give his ransom. His life is a ransom for many. He came so that we could be reunited with God. Joy. Wow. And, and here's the most amazing thing about for me about this story, is that God chose to reveal the Messiah, his son, the birth of his son, to shepherds. Think about that for a second. You may be here today and say, you know what? I'm not good enough for God. I've done too much. I've went too far. I'm really not, like... Jason, if you knew me, you would know that there's no way God could love me. He gave the most amazing message ever, like talk about text messages. You know, and, and God was, is, and is to come, so they've been texting in heaven forever. 
right? I mean, he, he's all over the technology. And so he, he says, look, and don't you know, the, the host of angels is like, you, do you really want to give this message to these shepherds? They stink. They don't shave. They take care of animals. And I think it's an amazing facet of the story that God chose to give the most amazing message to simple people. And so if you're here today and you're like, you know what? I don't think God can love me. He loves you. He loves you. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Go to verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. The glory of the Lord shone around them. In other words, God's presence. Could I ask you a question today, and could I implore you to do this? Would you invite God's presence into your holiday season this year? Would you invite God's presence to be a part of what you celebrate? Because I tell you, all you have to do is ask, and he will show up. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Joy. Some of us are here today, and we're having a hard time finding joy because of life circumstance. But I tell you what, the older I get, and I say, I've been saying that a lot. I, I said that I'm 42. Our kids are basically grown. And I said the older I get, like a month ago, and there was a lady sitting right here. Some of you may remember this in one of the services. And she, I said, the older I get, and she said, how old are you? <laughs> I don't care. I said, I'm 42. And she goes, ha, 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 And she had, she had just turned, what was it, 96? Yeah, she got a big kick out of that, man. She was like, ha, 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 ha. Look, if you've, if you've been there and done I mean, she lived that long, she can laugh at whatever she wants to. Yeah. And if you're here today, I love you. I'd like to get a picture with you. We'll do a selfie. And I don't know why they're called selfies if there's two people in them. Yeah, whatever. Joy. Joy. Yeah, laughter is good. Joy is sometimes an overwhelming emotion. But joy is also a sustaining thing in our life. So when we go through hard things in our life, see, we have a joy through Jesus Christ that the world didn't give us so the world can't take it away. It's It's sustaining. It, it, it will carry you through some really rough times. Number two, hope. Everybody say hope. hope. All I want for Christmas, dot, 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 is hope. Romans 5, 1 through 5, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because... We know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Think about hope just for a second. And then you look at Jeremiah 29, and then we'll go back to Romans. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you, say that word with me, hope and a future. So if you go back to Romans and you look at this idea of hope, what did Jesus do for us? Jesus brought hope. 
in, in the day that he came, he brought hope for a whole demographic of people who have been looking for the Messiah. And today, that we, December 21st, as we're sitting here right now, Jesus brings hope. If you lose hope, it's a sad day. Any uh, sports fans here? Right? I'm not, I won't even say anything about the Gators. I'm not going to do that because I don't want you all yeah. But so Kentucky played UCLA and the fir- for the first time in college ba- recent college basketball, Kentucky was up 27 to nothing before UCLA they ever scored. They had to they put in their second team and then they put in their third team. And they still and you could just see it in UCLA's face. There was no hope. Take that idea, and they just quit playing. So you take that idea, and you look at everyday life of the Jewish people who were under the empire of Rome, and they were waiting for the Messiah that was going to deliver them. They were waiting for someone to come and save them. They were tired of being oppressed, and all of a sudden, here comes good news. Well, that's, that's a microcosm picture of what Jesus Christ did for us spiritually. See, because before Jesus came, the, the law was in place, and you had to go through all these different kind of things to fulfill the law, and it still wasn't enough. And so God said, I've got to make a new plan, and so I'm going to send my only son to die for humanity because I love them so much, I want to spend eternity with them. Hope. hope. So if you're here today, and you're like, you know what, I, I don't have hope. I, I don't have any hope in my life. Can I tell you one thing you can hope in is the fact that God loved you so much he sent his only son to die for you, and you can hope in that. There's hope to be had, if you will. Hope. And then not only just in salvation, for your life. You say, Jason, you don't understand my bank account right now. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand different relationships. You don't understand how my marriage is falling apart. You, don't, you know what? I would, just, I would dare you today to hope. Hope again. That's what... Think about Christmas. You know, you celebrate, but the whole idea, the reason that we celebrate is because Christ's birth, and Christ's birth not only brings joy, it brings hope. There's something to hope in. You can hope again. Do it. I dare you. So, well, I'm scared I'm going to be let down. I don't, I don't really want to hope again because, you know, the last 8,500 times I've hoped, I've been let down. Hope again. Hope, joy, and hope. Have that childlike faith again, hoping in God. You can't, you can't really hope in things of this world. You can't really hope, to tell you the truth, you can't really hope in even those that are closest to you. And I, I've said this many times, people are going to let you down, right? I, I'm going to let you down at times. Um, I'm going to let my family down at times. And nobody's perfect. But I'll tell you who is a perfect father is God. And he's not going to let you down. And your circumstances today do not, does not determine the fact whether or not God loves you. God loves you so much he sent his only son. Hope again. Would you do that? That childlike hope. Man, I hope I get a BB gun for Christmas. I've told you all that story. I had to hope for my marriage after I bought it. Dylan when he was like four years old, shooting up everything. I still think it's a great gift. 
We still have that thing somewhere. I got it put up. Yeah. Hope. Hope again. Hope in your marriage. Hope in your life. Hope in your finances. Hope in who God is in your life. Hope again. Because if we can live a life of joy and we can live a life of hope, then guess what other kind of life we get to live? Peace. So here's the idea behind this whole thing. Peace is a byproduct of joy and hope. And isn't that what we long for? We talked about this the first week of the series, but I, I, could, I couldn't do today without talking about peace. Luke 2, 13 and 14. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest heavens, and on earth, peace to those whom in his favor rest. Think about this for a second. His favor rests on you when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those who whom his favor rests. Well, his favor was resting on all of humanity at that time because the Savior of the world had shown up. He had shown up. Wow. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Can I tell you this? Today, at this very moment, you can have peace. And, and here, here's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Look at Isaiah right here. We'll look at this next scripture. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So if you go back to the point and you think about joy and hope, produce peace in our life. And so we have this, this structure here that the Bible gives us. If you live a joyful life and you continue to hope and not lose hope in God, you're going to be at peace. See, the Bible says the only way that we can be at peace, Romans 5 said this already, is being justified through putting our faith in Jesus Christ. That, that's, the, that's the way, and now you can argue with me if you want to, but I'm not going to listen. And the only reason I'm not going to listen, I will listen actually, I shouldn't say that, is because that's what the Bible says. And we believe the Bible here. That's what, that's what this whole thing's about. We believe the Bible. And so the Bible says the only way to be at peace with God is to put your faith in Jesus Christ. It's the only way, the Bible says. So the question today is, before we go out and have some fun or whatever, are you at peace with God? Is there a longing in your heart that you know, that you know, that you know, that there's, there's something not right between you and God? Is there a longing in your heart that says, you know what, I need a fresh start, I need to move forward? I, they're, they're, and I, what I'm doing is not working, and I know it's not working. See, here's, here's how it breaks down. When you're not at peace, you're not at peace because you don't have joy in your life and you don't have hope. You don't have joy in your life because you know you're living in such a way that's counterproductive to how God says we should live. 
and it creates an anger in your heart. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? It, when, when you're not living the way that you know you're supposed to live, and you're living in sin, then there's something not right about you, and you're not at peace. I've never met a man who's having an affair that was at peace. They might be having fun for a season, but they're certainly not at peace. I, I've never met someone who's doing something they know they shouldn't be doing, and they're at peace. See, sin robs us of joy and hope and peace. So God says, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send my only son to annihilate sin. And I'm going to restore humanity back to me and give them a choice. That's the cool thing about Christianity. Is you get a choice. You get a choice what to do with your faith. Everyone in this room right now has a choice. What am I going to do with the faith that God gave me? You're going to put it in something. You can put it in money. You can put it in, in a business. You can put it where. But, but I have a measure of faith. I have to put that somewhere. And whatever I put my faith in, that's what I believe in. And that's what salvation is. Salvation is a faith issue. And so i got to ask you today, what's your choice? If you're here and there's no joy and there's not much hope and you're definitely not walking in peace, I would just submit to you, why not give Jesus a try? I mean, there's a lot of people in this room right now that would tell you that it's worked for us. Is it perfect? No. Do we have problems? Yes. Are we perfect? No. Do we have to get up tomorrow morning on Monday when the alarm clock rings? Yes. Do we have bills? Yes. But I have a joy that the world didn't give me, but the world can't take it away. And I, I, would, I would tend to believe there's some people in this room right now that could use that in, in your life. Would you bow your head? Let's pray together. If that's you and you're in this room right now, nobody's looking around, nobody's moving unless you have to. If that's you and you're in this room right now and you'd say, Jason, I need, I need joy, I need hope, and I need some peace in my life right now. And I'm, I'm kind of at odds with God in a few areas of my life. But today I feel the Lord knocking on the heart, the door of my heart. I feel that. I, I know that I need a change. I know that I need something to change in my life. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Nobody's looking around. If that's you, though, would you slip up your hand long enough for me to see it? I see your hand. Thank you. Anyone else? I see your hand, man. That's all. I see your hand. Anyone else? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. That's so awesome. So, so brave of you. Just by virtue of you raising your hand, you're already, you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. And he, he's going to help you. It may not be perfect, but you don't have to go it alone. Anyone else? I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal. I see your hand. Any, I, I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior today. I see your hand, buddy. Awesome. Anyone else? I see your hand. Look, if you raised your hand, you're in this room right now. Just like over 500 people have done already this year which is just amazing. God, God's so good. But if you raised your hand, would you just pray this prayer from your heart with me? You don't have to say it out loud. But like I said, by virtue of you raising your hand, you've already put your faith in Jesus. But, but let's walk through this together. Father, thank you for loving me. 
Thank you for chasing me. And thank you that today I'm in this seat. And thank you that this Christmas is going to be the best ever because you're going to be in it with me. may not be perfect, but it's going to be great. And so right now, from my heart, I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he took my death and sin on the cross. I believe with all my heart that he, he was placed in the grave, that he rose from that grave on the third day. And I believe with all my heart that he's coming back for me one day. And so right now, I just want to thank you, Father, for your love and your grace and your mercy. And I, I thank you for the joy and the hope and the peace that's flooding my soul right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.